When you're navigating the complicated world of real estate, you want someone you can trust holding your hand along the way. Here's just the right person and just the right program. It's the Dan Jemis Real Estate Show, an advertising feature on AM800. Here's your host and broker owner of the Dan Jemis Real Estate Team, Dan Jemis. Welcome to the show, everyone. Happy to be with you on this uh, Sunday morning. Uh, in the studio with me today is uh, Kathy Talbot and Sean LeBlanc, uh, two sales reps with the Dan Jemis team. Good morning, folks. Good morning. Good morning. Always good to be uh, here with you on a, you know, bright and uh, early Sunday morning. It's not as bright anymore as it as it as it was uh, early on in the in the summer. No, I used to get up for the show and the sun was already peeking through, and now I'm driving into Windsor before it even starts to come up the horizon. Jeez, eh? it's good still to... nice to watch the sunrise, though. I, I think love so. it. I, I agree. love it. Everybody had fun at uh, at Harvest Fest uh, last night. It was awesome. It's I, been. Uh, do, do I sound as? Uh... As hungover as, as I as I <laughs> look. Do you drink, Sean? Yeah, only no? at festivals. All you drink, yeah, only at festivals. See, only only at fun festivals. Uh, yeah, it was a busy uh, Friday night and Saturday night. It's still going uh, today, uh, a Sunday over at uh, at Harvest Fest at uh, in Amherstburg, at uh, Fort Mullen. So it'll be good to see everybody out there today as well. So I uh, hope everyone enjoyed that event and enjoys it today. And uh, it's uh, I've got lots of great feedback, so it's always uh, always a good thing, right? So there we go. So uh, coming up on today's show, we have lots to talk about. Uh, many folks out there have spare bedrooms. Do you guys have spare bedrooms in your homes? Yes. No. No, Kat doesn't have. You don't have spare bedrooms, Kat? I do. I have one, but yes, it's... you do. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah, I don't. You've been in my spare bedroom. I have been in your spare bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> I always forget it's a spare bedroom because we use it all the time for the grandchildren. But yes, it is a spare bedroom. <laughs> And out-of-town guests. And out-of-town guests. Um, and uh, we're also going to talk about some things that uh, you maybe should not be doing yourself in renovations. And having Sean in studio with us today, Mr. Renovation, uh, he's the he, of all of us, he's the one that actually knows what he's doing with renovations. So I'm very curious to see how many of these things uh, he's done and how many he would suggest or recommend that others do themselves. I um, bet you we see nine out of ten of them. Everywhere we go. No, oh, that, what you should not be oh doing. Gosh. Oh my gosh, we see it all the time in all the houses. Plumbing, electrical, those oh are the best. Those are always the best. Yeah, always the best. And then I have a story um, from, uh, actually I, I saw on Facebook from someone I know out uh, Oshawa Way, and they have a neighborhood garden. So in their neighborhood, they have one area designated and they have a big garden in this neighborhood. So I want to talk about that. That's, that's pretty unique. I love that idea. You should have a neighborhood garden for yourself. It'd just be you. <laughs> well, I have no lots neighbors. of room for a neighborhood garden. I, I guess garden. you do, yeah. How many acres? <laughs> but yes, that's, uh, I love the idea. That's definitely unique. You'd and have to have just the right group though, because you know, who's going to weed it and water it and That's a lot of work. The it is a lot of work, Yeah. But if everyone's enthused about it and actually pitches in, I think it would be an awesome neighborhood idea. No doubt. No doubt. So we'll talk about that a bit later on as well. And uh, so how's everyone's week been? Uh, Sean, the kids are back to school this week? Yes. Thank uh, goodness. I mean, I'm really sad that they're, that they're back. Are you really sad? Or are, you, are you? I was like really excited when they went back. Yes. It was... For what reason? Well, now I have time to, to sell more houses. There you go. That's a good reason, don't you think, Dan? I love that reason, yes. Yeah, they're all happy with their teachers. Everyone's well, uh, Brooklyn is stuck in a portable again this year oh. with no 
air conditioning. Yeah. So we're going to have to talk to the school board about uh, huh. doing something. Or just, you know, wait out those last couple of days. And it seems to have cooled off now. So I think they're in the clear. Well, the school board might be listening. School board? School board. We need Please. AC. <laughs> Please. Uh, some AC and the portables. Um, yeah, it's not fun. But you're right. It, it is cooling down. And hopefully it's, uh, you know, hopefully they have heat for the winter. I have confirmed yeah. they have heat, yes. <laughs> did you guys ever have, Kat, did you have uh, any portables back uh, a couple years ago when you were in school? We had no portables, and we definitely had no AC. We had portables, and I remember, I think I had two years in a portable, and we loved it. It was awesome. I had never got to go in a portable. No? Nope. Going to the washroom was never fun, especially in the winter mm-hmm. or in the rain. You had to run into the school. But, uh, yeah, no, it was, always, uh, it was always a fun time. But, yeah. Back to school, and uh, as we tell people, we were telling them last week, watch out for the buses. I've seen so many videos online as of late uh, of people running these stop signs on buses. <gasps> I watched one just the other day from, um, it was a police force somewhere on, on Facebook, uh, of a kid crossing, and, a, and he was hit by a vehicle. Oh, my God. Um, so please be cautious when you're, when you're out there following school buses. It's, uh, you know, can get dangerous. But... Stop for a school bus. Take your time. Just take your time. A lot of people I find think that if it's a um, a four lane road, yes. and the bus stops with the with the with the stop sign, you don't have to stop across the street. Yeah, you have to stop. Yeah. And you have to give them a, a sufficient distance. Too. Yes, I made the mistake of going close one time, and the bus driver promptly yelled at me and scolded me like a child. There you you deserve it. You deserve now it. I, yeah. I give that space. There you go. Because I don't like being yelled at. Oh, I'm going to remember that. <laughs> Good. <laughs> You're when working I the wrong office. I'm gonna yeah. remember that. Yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't sit so close to Kath in the office. You, you hear her yelling nonstop. Oh yes, um, we're getting to know each other quite well. Yes, no doubt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sean's been with the team for how long now? It's been uh, over a month now. Has it been yeah, two months? Month, month and, and a half? half. Feels like ten years. Yeah. Feels like ten years. Feels like you've always been here. It does. <laughs> I'm very lucky that way. Well, we're all very lucky, Sean, to have you. In fact, Sean installed the uh, the best parts of ours. Sean installed our sink at the office. We have a new a new building that we got last year and renovated uh, the whole office space and put put in the kitchen not long ago. And uh, Sean comes in and says, "Oh, your kitchen doesn't have a sink." I said, "No, nope, you're right. We have to get that done." He's like, "Oh, I'll bring my tools." Next thing you know, we have, we a, have sink. a sink, yeah. and it and it works. And it works. There's even taps. So far, so far, so good. I looked underneath the cupboard to see if it's leaking, but. Well, sink is working. I strategically working. put the paper towels directly under the drains, just, just in, in case. case. Yeah, well. But uh, okay, so let's um, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to get uh, into some more detail. We're going to talk about um, some spare bedroom ideas. Okay, and if there's any folks out there listening, we are still doing our featured business of the week. Um, we had a last minute cancellation this week, uh, and so uh, the guest is not with us this week. But again, if you are, uh, we'll get back to it next week. If you are a business or if you know of a business that wants free advertising, the Dan Gemma's team would love to help. And the whole point of the of the featured business segment uh, was that we just love to, you know, um, give free advertising to uh, local businesses. We want to support local business uh, in Windsor-Essex. And so it doesn't matter what kind of business, uh, just give us a shout and we'd be happy to consider you for the, uh, for the segment. You can uh, call us at the office, 519-566-5565. You can reach us online uh, on Facebook, dangemis.com. Uh, you can reach anyone from the team. If you know someone on the team, uh, you know, give them a shout or uh, whatever way. 
we're not uh, we're all over the place, so we're not hard to find. Okay, we'll get back to uh, to the show in just a few minutes, and we're going to talk talk about some uh, some spare bedroom ideas. A lot of folks out there have some spare bedrooms, and uh, what do you do with them? Right, just put a bed, keep them empty. No, you don't want them for office? storage. That's for sure. Not for storage. We have an office in our in our uh, in our building right now that's just used as storage. It's a catch-all. Yep. It's a big mess. So. Anyways, we'll get back to that and lots more right here on the Dan Jemis Real Estate Show. Do you ever wonder if you've made the right decisions buying a home? Are you in the right mortgage product? Should you spend that extra money on home renovations? I just needed some advice, and I figured I would just come straight to the source. Well, you happen to be in the right place for all the best advice. Thank you so much. You give people such awesome advice. You're listening to the Dan Jemis Real Estate Show, a paid program on AM800. Here's Dan Jemis, your host and broker owner of the Dan Jemis Real Estate Team. Welcome back to the show. Uh, again, we're about to start talking um, about spare bedrooms. In studio with me today is Kathy Talbot, Sean LeBlanc, the, uh, uh, some of the sales reps with the Dan Jemis team. Uh, and uh, we were all just talking this past week about uh, spare bedrooms and what we've done with them, what we've seen done with them in our clients' homes. Uh, and Sean, over the break, you were just telling us you have uh, a room in your basement. A huge room. A huge bedroom in the basement that's... It hasn't been used? It's literally has served no purpose the entire two years I've lived in the house. Do the kids have a playroom? Well, I built them a treehouse in the back. Oh, of course you did, yes. So is the room <laughs> empty? It's completely empty? The room is completely empty. You have not put one thing in there? Not one thing. I've locked one child in there oh. one time, <laughs> but that was it. That's amazing. For three days, it was all. It was just... Oh boy, yeah. We can get to Sean's treehouse in just a you know just a few minutes. Actually, tell us all about that. It's pretty. Uh, I wish I was handy. What I would do if I if I was handy, man. Okay, so spare bedrooms. Here's some fresh ways to use them. Let's. I want some thoughts on these as I go through. Okay, a contemplation room. This is a private place for clearing your head or thinking <laughs> thinking things through. It's best to keep it free of clutter and technology. This is this could be your, your room, Sean. It's, it's free of clutter and technology. It's not my kind of room if it has no technology. Yeah. <laughs> but I just <laughs> thought of what you could do in there. What? Meditate. I think that's down the list. <gasps> Maybe. I don't do know. I win I don't a prize? Know. No. Uh, <laughs> you spoil the rest of the list. You don't leave. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, I suggest comfortable comfortable seating that takes advantage of any available view. So that's, that's number one. It's contemplation room. Kind of just a... Room, just four walls, you just sit inside of it and think. <laughs> think to yourself. Sounds exhilarating. Well, <laughs> it's not meant to be exhilarating. It's a contemplation room. Next, a sleeping room. As I get older, this is this is the article, okay? So as they get older, I have uh, really come to enjoy a nap on the weekends. So a sleeping room would be high on the list. No phones, no TV, no reason for anyone else to disturb your sleep. So I think it's a spare bedroom, but I think the purpose here is that it's not meant as a spare bedroom. It's just a sleeping room. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I know of couples that sleep in different bedrooms. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Either they're on different shifts or they snore. I don't think that makes it a spare room, though. Maybe. No, I don't think so either. Well, regardless, it could just be two separate bedrooms, master bedrooms. I don't know. But yeah, there's days where I'm snoring and I don't really snore. But if I'm really tired, Nick sends me off to the couch. Uh, okay, next, spa. 
spa. How great would this be? No need to drive to the spa. Have a professional come to your ev- uh, to your very own spa room for a massage or facial. Dan, we've been trying to get you to do that upstairs in the building you since really we opened. You really hard. I know. I'm not going to give up. I've had people in the office trying to get um, a games room, a workout room, a nap a room, spa room, a nap room, and a spa room. That's what if the best we one. Combined all four into one room. It's perfect. A game spa nap room. Sean could build it. It's our running joke that, uh, and for anyone who's just tuning into the show who hasn't tuned in in the past, um, we bought the old Amherst Hotel in Amherstburg. Um, and the upper level, the two floors of the old hotel are just studded, a big mess right now. They have to, have to be renovated. And we always, it's a running joke in our office that we have Hazel that lives upstairs, the ghost. So none of us have had any issues with any ghost, ghostly issues, but no. still, it's still a fun story to tell our, uh, tell our clients when they come into the building. Uh, okay, next, uh, a morning room. This is a room for your favorite morning routine. Whether it's a cup of tea, stretching, praying, or meditating, the furnishings can be as simple as floor cushions and throw pillows. Include light-controlled windows for bright sunshine or shade, depending on your mood. That's an excellent way to start the day. I like that. No, I like, Sean, yeah. I like breakfast. You like breakfast? That's it. You can eat your breakfast in there. Yeah. yeah but then I have to walk all the way room. down to my, my breakfast room. It sounds complicated. <laughs> Uh, if you're just tuning in, we're listening. Or we're talking about uh, some fresh ideas to use a spare room. Next, studio. Uh, an, an art studio need not be large, just full of great natural light. Arrange a comfortable chair with easels close to a window. Uh, consider neutral colors for walls and floor coverings. Include a space to store supplies and a sink for cleanup if possible. There you go. Anybody do crafts? Nikki would love a craft room. Nope. No? No crafts. Never I've have. seen some nice houses, though, where the person is very artistic and they have a room just yeah. for Yeah, oh, me too. I've seen some awesome that. ones. Yeah. Right? Um, does Tanya do crafts at all, Sean? No? Yes? If her hair is a craft, she does crafts every hey. day. <laughs> hey, she's good at her craft. That's all that matters. Right? Lots of practice. Uh, <laughs> is she listening this morning? <laughs> Poss- possibly. possibly. I love you. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> uh, next, reading room. Are you a serious bookworm? Is your idea of a guilty pleasure to sneak away and read the latest bestseller? Arrange your reading room by genre and include the biggest and most comfortable seating possible. Plan for surface and wall lighting as well as overhead lighting so you can read any time of the day or night. I love that idea. I've seen those and they they do look really good if you can read. If you can read, yeah. If you can't read, well, you wouldn't have a reading room. It makes it tough. Private bars next. <laughs> Private bars next. How about a closet or room where you can serve up drinks like the pros? Ideally, a bar would have a small sink and refrigerator or ice maker. Close off the space with doors uh, that make it disappear when not in use. That made uh, Sean's eyebrows go up. Did huh. you notice? Well, I've seen some really good uh, cigar smoking rooms. Huh. So you have the humidor in there, yeah. everything's set up, and it's where you go to smoke your cigars and interesting, you know whatever else you do when you smoke a cigar. Huh? I've seen them as uh, separate walk-in closets. Like they have closets in their bedrooms, yeah. but they also have a whole room dedicated to a walk-in closet. It's fabulous. I envy them. We still went in Amherstburg with that. Remember? It was a beautiful, uh, yes. the beautiful ranch, yeah? Yep. It's pretty cool. Uh, music room is next. If you're a musician or have budding musicians in the house, 
You know about the speakers, amplifiers, instruments, stands, and sheet music that accumulate. What a treat to have a dedicated room just for this. Include a rug, window treatments, and any type of uh, upholstered furniture to help with sound buffering. I wish we would have had that growing up because, as you know, we played music yeah. and my brother was a drummer yes. and we were right in the kitchen. We always practiced right in the kitchen and that's all you could hear was the drums. And God bless my mother. She was never complained. She just loved it. My dad loved it. But I look back now and I remember when my son played drums yeah. and he would be in the living room. And I don't care where we went in the house, we couldn't get away from the pounding of the drums. We had a neighbor once that uh, that played at all hours of the night. Yeah. And you could just literally hear it right next door. Like there was nothing, there was no wall there at all. Um, okay, next, planting room. Really like the idea of having an in-house room to store plant supplies, cutting shears, and pots. It's very practical to have a large sink for washing garden fruit and vegetables or making mm. a bay. Are you, okay. are, are you describing a grow up? That's what oh, I was just stop it. I was just Both mouthing that to you. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen making, those. <laughs> we have seen those. Oh boy. Making bouquets of flowers from the yard. The best is when you go show a house and they don't even attempt to hide anything. It's all just right there. You know, like Come, come on, on, seriously? I've never You've seen never, that. Oh yeah, I have. I've oh seen yeah. houses that were grow houses. Yes. Right? Yeah. And and had to be totally renovated and yep. things like that. But I've never walked into one that's a live grow house. I don't think you guys have either. I think you're dreaming it. Oh no. A live grow I've house? Seen yeah. It. Oh yeah. Well, like rate right, I saw one rate right after. Aha. Uh-huh. They rated it. They rated it, yeah. Huh. Yeah. Next, fun zone. This is uh, what's we're talking about uh, some fresh ideas and some fresh ways to use spare bedrooms. Next, fun zone. Sometimes it's just easier to surrender to the toys. Oh, I can I can vouch to that. <laughs> I know many families that have made peace with the idea of giving up one room to keep the toys contained versus having them all over the house. Uh, a fun zone uh, room can easily be reclaimed for another use. When the children are grown. Now, I'll tell you that every room in our house is a fun zone. <laughs> it, it gets to the point where they just, it just never ends. It never ends. Most of them are, I'm sure, with Most. kids. Yeah. What's next? Oh, this is, a, this is a different one. Kitchenette is what they have as a spare bedroom. Uh, an extra space for a quick snack or refreshment can add convenience to a large house. Stock the kitchenette with snacks and beverages that are easy to grab on the run. Well, uh, friends of mine, we were when we were older, uh, their parents would set up a room downstairs where we had a microwave and we had a fridge, okay. so we would stop bothering them upstairs, upstairs. you know, trying to make snacks, and huh. it works out really well. There you go. Uh, next, uh, this is the last one, a coffee room. What? If you have... <laughs> I don't think Gabby likes Gabby that one. drink coffee. If you have serious coffee drinkers in the house, which is not Kath, you might want to consider... I don't drink coffee either. Uh, you might want to consider a coffee room. An oversized closet or an old pantry would work great as a coffee space. You just need enough space for a coffee maker, storage, and ideally a water source. An added bonus would be a small refrigerator for creamer and milk. You know what I'm shocked is not on that list? What? Tell me. A, a walk-in, a, like a walk, giant walk-in closet. Bedroom, spare bedroom. That's probably too easy. It's probably a given. Well, how, how would a, a, like a ready room, you know, half the side is for the woman and, or sorry, three quarters of the that's side better, is for the woman. Better. And then the man gets a little corner and that's where you go in to, to get ready. When someone has a uh, his and hers closet, I always call it a, uh, hers and hers and some of his closet. Yep. That's what I always say to clients. I'd agree. But 
Isn't that funny? Well, we've got 30 seconds, Sean. Tell, you have to tell people about this this thing you built in the backyard, this house you built in the backyard. So it's, uh, it started as a like a two-story shed where the kids would have the upstairs to be able to play. Yes. And uh, my wife asked me, how, how much is it going to cost? I said, oh, you know, 500 bucks. So I went and uh, picked up the wiring because <laughs> I wanted to have hydro out there. And it was about $400 just to run the wiring for the treehouse. <laughs> so then I decided, well, if I'm going to wire it, I might as well put internet out there. So I ran all the cables for internet. Long story short, it was about uh, five grand. Oh, and <laughs> that's an extra times, yeah, exactly. But it's it's a it's a full blown house. It's heated. It's air conditioned. It has internet. It has a TV wall that rotates, so you can watch TV outside or you can watch TV inside. Uh, it has a window. It has uh, a full electrical insulated. You it's, must be a big uh, hit with the neighbors. What's the size of it? Ten by ten. Because anything over 10 by 10, I yeah, would have needed permits, a, yeah. a permit. A permit. So I, I sneak, snuck in. We're going to have a team event at uh, Sean's house. Excellent. Just, just throw the party in the back uh, playhouse. It's a great place to go if you're in trouble yes. with your spouse. Yep. I was going to say, it sounds like a man cave to me. <laughs> man man treehouse. Okay, so there's the, uh, the first half hour of the show. When we come back, we're going to talk about um, some things that you maybe should not be doing yourself to save money. Um, and we're going to get Sean's advice because Sean's the handy guy on the team. So we're going to talk, talk to him about uh, some of these two, okay? And we have a story about uh, a neighborhood garden, okay? Uh, and I want to talk about that too. Okay, lots more to come right here on the Dan Jemis Real Estate Show. Welcome back to the Dan Jemis Real Estate Show, a paid program on AM800. Here's your host and broker owner of the largest real estate team in Windsor, Essex, Dan Jemis. Welcome back to the show. Kathy Talbot, Sean LeBlanc in studio with me today, uh, sales reps with the Dan Gemma's team. Now, uh, our next topic uh, is something that, you know, I take you because I'm not a handy person. I've never pretended to be. Um, if I look at a hammer, I'll hurt myself. So, um, <laughs> truly. Uh, so, we're going to talk about some uh, 10 times doing it yourself doesn't save you money. And Sean is the, the handy guy on the team. We want his opinion on all these because I'm sure he's done a lot of these just by, by looking at the list myself. I want to know what he's done and if he recommend, you know, someone watching a YouTube video and then doing it themselves. Okay, we're good? We're good. Ready? Uh, first, replacing windows and exterior doors. Poorly installed doors and windows cause air leaks and end up costing you a lot of green on your heating bills. If you're not sure what you're doing, hire a pro who can get it done right the first time. You'll rest easy knowing that your house is sealed up tight and you're not letting money trickle out through the cracks. Now, Sean, have you changed windows before? Yes. And? Uh, Hard? Easy? It, I wouldn't say the biggest problem is air, but water. Yes. If uh, a window or a door has the slightest little drip, uh, you cause uh, wood rot. And wood rot creates, uh, I mean, a, re a huge problem. Mold, rot, yeah, the, the walls start falling apart. You and can, yeah. I saw a second story window that was done improperly and the entire front of the house uh, had basically suffered uh, wood rot. Wow. From and it's like it could be the, the smallest thing. So yeah, windows and doors, uh, I would say 100%, never do those yourself. 
Okay, I'll bring mine back. Uh, I'm kidding. (laughs) Making it concrete. Cracked, uneven concrete walkways and steps aren't just unsightly. They can be treacherous, too. And if someone trips and falls on your property, that DIY concrete may come with an expensive lawsuit. Paving jobs and driveway repairs can be tricky, so let the guys with the heavy equipment take care of them. You've poured concrete before? Small. Small? Small amounts of concrete. I've poured concrete, but I had someone else who knew what they were doing with me. <laughs> That's the key. Yeah. I would. The laborious work is just not my kind of work. It's just, you know, it's a lot of work. I envy all those guys. My brother-in-law uh, it works construction. And uh, in the summer, in the hot sun all day, God bless him. You get a great tan, though. You get a great tan, yeah. You got to be careful. Use sunscreen. Uh, next, plumbing the depths. Uh, there's a reason plumbers charge top dollar. Plumbing is skilled work that needs to be done right the first time to avoid expensive leaks later. Go ahead and replace your sink's faucet handle or fix the toilet flapper, but hire a reputable pro uh, for more complicated repairs. So, what have you done before, Sean? And and uh, uh, what can someone like me Be handle? careful because you did our sink. I did. Yeah. I did do the sink. Uh, I'd say- Wait a sec. Do we need a permit for that? When it uh, when it comes to drains, I find the number one thing people don't understand is is venting. Yes. And what uh, what venting is is you're basically allowing air to help push uh, water through a drain. The other thing I see missed a lot is it's called the P trap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the P trap is the little curved drain at the bottom of the sink. Now this prevents uh, sewer sewer gas. Yeah. Yeah. So the the sewer gas basically comes through all the pipes. It's unavoidable. The P-trap basically holds a little bit of water in there and it prevents the gas from coming up through the sink. So number one thing, if you have a smelly drain, the first thing you would check is your P-trap. Huh. But um, okay, now, but if you, if you have a P-trap, what's, what's is there just rotting stuff in, the, in there? Or oh, yeah, if it's, it could, if it's it water could be, at the bottom, how is the smell getting through? If you're putting uh, you know oil down your drains, yeah. uh, that's a number one cause. Or just food can get stuck in there. I mean, the drain is ideally for water. If you want to put food down there, I'd recommend a garburetor, but I wouldn't recommend a garburetor because there are always problems. But um, if we go back to plumbing, the the number one thing, again, water. There's a tremendous amount of pressure in uh, in a water pipe. So the slightest little pinprick or um, a solder uh, joint that doesn't hold or anything done incorrectly, if that were to let go, we're talking uh, flood, major damage, very scary if you don't know how to uh, solder pipes, I would say don't even attempt it. Get a bucket, <laughs> quick. Very quickly. <laughs> and if you are about to start your plumbing project, know where the water main yes. is. Yes, turn off yes. your water. A lot of people don't know that there oh. is a shutoff for the entire uh, the entire house. It's usually found at the front of the house and it will kill the water to everything if you do happen to make a grave error. Completely unrelated to, well, it's kind of sort of plumbing, but not really. Uh, when they built our house, they forgot to wire the plug that our sump pump was attached to, was plugged in. So months later, we had water issues in the basement, and the sump pump never turned on because the plug wasn't working. So I'm sure electrical yeah, will be coming up Electrical will be soon. coming up soon, oh, yeah, yes. somewhere. Yes, you're absolutely right. Uh, okay, next, um, and we have, we're talking about 10 times doing it yourself doesn't save you money. Next up, tearing down a wall. Demo work may look fun when you're watching home makeover shows, but don't start swinging that sledgehammer just yet. In real life, there's wiring, gas lines, and pipes behind that wall, and one wrong move can turn an easy job into a pricey 
protracted one. Even if you're uh, sure you're not dealing with a load-bearing wall, call our contractor and check it out and leave the demolition work to the pros. Comments. This happens all the time. And what people don't realize is uh, there's things called cold air returns mm -hmm. that are in the walls mm -hmm. that are difficult to relocate because all your ductwork comes from your basement. Yep. Um, definitely electrical. Uh, you can't just uh, stretch out a wire and make it bigger. So uh, no? they no. It turns out that that's a, that's a big no no. But load walls are the number one load thing bearing, I yeah. see people take out, and if they're not properly supported, then your house could fall down. No doubt. So everyone's heard. Uh, all of our listeners have heard of Mike Holmes. We have Sean LeBlanc on our team. It's Sean on Holmes. Yeah, Sean on Holmes. There you go. Uh, next, taking down a tree. Don't commit a chainsaw massacre. Unless we're talking about a uh, sapling, taking down a tree is dangerous work that requires special equipment and lots of experience. It's always better to pay a landscaper uh, than to pay a hospital bill. How many videos have you seen online from people having disasters taking down trees, falling on a house, on a car? Well, I'd be more worried about chopping my hand off. Yes, that too, yeah. yeah. Uh, repairing the roof. Raise the roof. Uh, don't... Clamber up to the top of your house and start swinging a nail gun around if you don't know what you're doing. Professional roofers have safety equipment and training that you probably don't have, and they'll do a job properly so your new roof will last for decades. I don't know about decades. It'll last for a decade. At least 10 <laughs> years. Singles, yeah. It'll be good to get a decade out of your roof. But uh, tell us about, about roofs, Sean. I'm terrified of heights, so... You don't do them. I haven't, haven't done a lot of roofing. Did you do the roof on your... Playhouse shed? I, I did, and I was out there at about 7 in the morning, and by 9, uh, I almost melted. It was I'm so I'm sure hot. the neighbors loved you at 7 o'clock in the morning putting a roof on. <laughs> yes, they did. That's why they have free reign to go in the treehouse yes, at their leisure. Oh, boy. Okay, next, hanging drywall. Uh, yes, you can do it yourself, but keep in mind that drywall installed by unskilled hands often ends up with bumps, cracks, and visible tape lines. Ceilings are even tougher to manage without specialized tools and a competent assistant. Spring for quality work now and you'll cash in when you sell. There's nothing, a cat that we hate more. Go ahead. What do you no, say? I, that's yeah. a big one. Yeah. We see that a lot. Very uh, unprofessional drywall work. Oh, and you, you're just, you're stuck with that. You can't really, you know, how do you, how do you fix a bad drywall job? You got to just Get dig down in there, and what do you well, do? You have son? to you you'd have to re mud the whole project, mm -hmm. and I mean it took me almost ten years before I felt comfortable where I you know I was doing a good enough job, mm. and it's it's something that takes a long time to master. It's very difficult. Jeez. Hey, speaking of which, I have to do my drywall in my garage. When are you coming over? I'm busy. Yeah. It's just a garage, Sean. You can practice. <laughs> nope. I'm done practicing. He's done. <laughs> I made him hang up his tool belt when he joined the team. That's true. You did say that. <laughs> Minus the sink in our, in our kitchen. Okay. Uh, and if you're just joining us, 10 times doing it yourself doesn't save you money. Adding a gas range. It's a no-brainer. Blowing up your house or yourself is no way to save money. <laughs> but evidently, it's, it has to be said because there are always some overly ambitious homeowners who end up calling the gas company or fire department when their DIY goes awry. Stay on the safe side. Never take on DIY jobs that involve gas lines. I would ne I've never touched gas. It terrifies that me. That to me is foolish. That's a no-brainer. Seriously, people You'd actually think. fool around with gas. You'd think it'd be a no-brainer. Oh, my but God. But how many times have you gone into a house and you've seen an electrical wire 
uh, all the time on a gas line. Yep. Oh. All yep. the time. Yep. All the time. Yeah. Very safe. All the time. Uh, refinishing a bathtub. Seriously messy. Unbearably stinky work in a cramped space. Leave it to the pros who get paid to do it. Uh, also, a DIY coating is much more likely to chip. And then you'll have to spend extra cash hiring a pro to do to uh, to do a do-over. Have you ever done a, a bathtub uh, reno at all? No. They well, kits, I mean, if it were me, I would have just ripped the bathtub out, out and put a new bathtub in. But that's that's a, that's a whole other can of worms. Yeah, no, no doubt. Uh, and last but not least, the ten times doing your, uh, doing yourself doing it yourself doesn't save you money. Working with wiring. Here it is. Obviously, you don't want to play with fire, and improper wiring can lead to just that. An amateur with some basic knowledge can replace a light fixture or add a dimmer switch, but leave the bigger jobs to an electrician. What do you think? Yes. Yes, co- correct. The end. The end. Simple as that. Call well, it's the, it's the number one way. Uh, so this is a little tip for everybody. Um, if you go into a basement and you want to know if an electrician did it versus a, a homeowner or a handyman, yes, there's a little bit of slack that needs to be left on a wire before it enters uh, either uh, the like a switch box or an outlet box. So if you're going around and you see the wire goes directly into the box and there's no slack on the uh, above it, that is a DIY. sure wire. Uh, yeah. That is a DIY job. That is not an electrician that did that job. Huh. And so what's the purpose of the slack? If for some reason you're, you're wiring down the road and, um, you know, the wire breaks off inside, if you're changing a plug, you need to have a little bit extra to pull to be able to uh, hook up a new plug or something later huh. on Makes sense. down the road. You'll find with older houses, the, the amount of wire coming out is, is sometimes really small and you can't it's not designed to be able to pull and get extra. So huh. that's why they, they give that little extra. It's almost like a little, a little loop right above the box. Okay. And that's the, the easiest way to tell if somebody uh, was professional when they did the job or if they just did it themselves. Interesting. Okay. Great tips. Okay. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, a couple of things. We're going to talk about some listings that we have currently that we want to mention and we're going to talk about an idea that I saw online uh, from some friends out uh, Oshawa Way. Um, and uh, it's about a neighborhood garden. Okay, so we'll talk about that as well when we come back right here on the Dan Jemis Real Estate Show. Is it time to buy that income property? Or maybe even that cottage? The Dan Jemis Real Estate Show is here to help make those decisions. Welcome back to the show, an advertising feature on AM800. Here's Dan Jemis, your host and broker owner of the Dan Jemis Real Estate Team. Welcome back to the show. Uh, Kathy Talbot, Sean LeBlanc, uh, sales reps with the Dan Jemis team in studio with me today. Uh, We have some listings we want to mention. Kath, why don't you go first? Okay, I have uh, 1.7 acres on Walker Road, just outside of Harrow, yes. with uh, over $100,000 workshop, any man's dream nice. workshop, beautiful piece of property. Um, that's available. And I have a and I have a gorgeous two-story in Point West, in yes. Amherstburg. The backyard is absolutely to die for. Uh, that's a really nice listing as well. And believe it or not, we have a vacant lot, which very seldom comes up, in Forest Glade. Yes. A really nice building lot. In Forest Glade, it is 54 by 183 feet deep. 
uh, at 69.9. So call nice. us to build a house on there. By 180? Yep. That's a nice depth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice depth. Sean, anything you want to mention? Well, unfortunately, I sold uh, three of my new listings Stop before doing the that, show. I, I feel horrible <laughs> for the buyers out there. But uh, we do have 645 River that uh, is right off Front Road, right in, in the cell, yeah. right, uh, right before you come to the bends there. It's a raised ranch with a bonus room, so it's a huge house. Um, it's got uh, lots of hardwood floors, uh, three bathrooms, six bedrooms. It's a great place if you've got a big family. Now, we have a lot of buyers looking for various things. Now, there's pretty much not an area in Windsor-Essex that we don't have a buyer looking specifically for something, right, guys? Yeah, if uh, if anybody out there has something in Riverside, I'm dying for Riverside. I have an abundance of buyers looking in that area. I know it's, it's a hot area, but uh, if anybody has anything, holy cow, that's a great spot. Good. Kath, anything specific that you want to mention? I have buyers looking in Amherstburg, Uh three or four different price ranges, right from like 140 all the way up to 350. Okay. And I have young couple looking in Lakeshore, Bell River area, uh, up to 300 as well. I prefer a finished basement, but something that doesn't need a lot of work. And I just want to mention that I have a ranch coming up in South Windsor on Longfellow. Yes. And that's going to be a really good listing um, for people. It's in a great area. Lots of room, I think 1,700 square feet, okay. plus a full basement on a nice wide lot. That's going to be a hot listing. Fantastic. Lots going on with the Dan Gemma's team. So again, if you are thinking of selling, um, give us a call, 519-566-5565. Visit us online, dangemmas.com, and we can uh, we can help with that, okay? So I, I came across this article uh, this week on Facebook from somebody that uh, I know. Uh, out to Oshawa Way, and it was basically a picture of this of this sign um, that uh, Kath and Sean, I can I can show you guys right now as we're on the air. But show the audience too, Dan. Yeah, show the audience. Can you guys see it? Everybody see it? Yeah. Um, so it's basically just a wooden sign uh, up in on a vacant property in this neighborhood, uh, and the sign says, "Name this neighborhood garden." Support us on GoFundMe. Uh, the name uh, will be chosen uh, this past weekend, actually. And presented at the groundbreaking. So coming soon, one veggie garden, one neighborhood. So it's basically a communal garden for the neighborhood. Yeah. I love the idea. That's brilliant. I know a lot of us on our street, and Sean's just the street over from me, a lot of us have gardens. Uh, and we've actually doubled the size of our gardens this past year. Um, and we always have too much of something, too many cucumbers, too many tomatoes, so we're always, you know, going to the neighbors and throwing them at them. Here, have some whatever. Uh, and our neighbors are doing the same thing. But could you imagine having one large garden that the neighborhood can really all benefit from? It's a great idea. You just If, if you have the space, I mean... That's what I was thinking. You need the space. I, I'm not sure what, what um, these people did, whether they just bought um, one of the vacant lots in the neighborhood or where it's got to be somewhere. Unless one of them just has a big lot and they're just, they're just using that lot for it. But uh, it's it's a pretty cool concept, I think. And the big question is, who who would take care of it? I guess Do you have a schedule. Who would or... pay to water it? Yeah, who waters it? I got. Or you use rainwater? Like we use rainwater for ours. We have our barrel, and hopefully it's mostly rainwater. But you have to have a rain barrel somewhere close. Sean has to, have to build a roof. You have to build a roof on this vacant lot so we can get some rainwater collected. Easy, right? Piece of cake. But I think it's a it's a great idea. And uh, 
quite the concept. Okay, so before we wrap up the show, um, people often ask us uh, how um, a free home evaluation is done and with the process. So it's always good to uh, to mention. And uh, why don't you guys tell the listeners out there if they're thinking of selling, they don't have to be selling tomorrow. They can be thinking of selling in the next year or half year. Uh, what is the process for someone looking to get a free home market evaluation? Um, all they have to do is give us a call, obviously. Yes. We'll set up a time to come out and see them. And we always ask lots of questions ahead so that we've got a really good idea what they are thinking of doing and what their house is all about so we can do some good comparables and bring that with us as well. We can give you some tips on what to do and what not to do. Uh, to get more money out of your home. Um, a lot of people think they have to do big renovations or whatever, but we'll tell you what to put in, you know, put a dollar in, get $5 out sort of thing, or what not to do. Um, Hopefully put a dollar in, get $20 out. That'd be awesome. Right? That's, always, that's what we That would for. be even I better. Like that. Yeah. I like that. Bigger dollars. But, yep, and then from there, so uh, that, that's always some advice. And we always talk about it on the show where, some people, we get there and they want to spend a whole bunch of money renovating something, you know, whether it be the kitchen or whatever it is, the flooring, and we'll advise them to not do that, right? Yeah, I mean, the goal is always to spend the, the littlest amount of money and get the biggest bang for your buck in return. Right. Yeah, and that's, you know, we have Monica on the team, of course, our home stager. So she's really good at, uh, at giving you tips on what to do and what not to do and make your house show really, really well. If you're not quite ready, that's okay too. We can still come out and give you a basic idea what's going on in your neighborhood. Uh, the prices may change down the road, but at least we'll give you a place to start, right? Um, you don't have to be ready to sell the next week sort of thing. It, It doesn't matter at all. And sometimes, uh, yeah, people are nervous because, well, my house is not in the best shape. It's not, you know, it's not picture ready for this evaluation. We are realtors, folks. When the team goes out there, they don't expect the place to be spotless. They can they can see past that when they're... Yeah, that's not yeah. that's not what we're there for. Right? Yeah. Oh, my bed might not be made. I don't care if your bed is made, <laughs> right? I care about the style of the house, the size of the house, what updates you've done, what your neighborhood's like, the size of the lot. There's a lot of factors involved in a in a comparison and then you guys are out there on the road every every single week how often um as you're doing comparables with with someone at the kitchen table how often are people surprised at their values um would you say how often are they surprised probably most of the time yeah most of the time from from my experience right people are uh, a lot of people are stuck on their assessed values yep you know, they're really worried about their assessed values and it used to be kind of our bible for basing prices but not anymore no at all. Not in this market. No. It's a great time to be a seller still. I'll tell you that. Yep. Uh, we are noticing a little shift in the market. Right, Sean? Yep. Things um, are definitely... Uh, they're starting to slow down a little Just a little bit. bit. Still, yeah. It's still busy, but uh, it's normalizing slightly. Yep. Yeah, but we still need more product. That's the, that's the issue. So if you are thinking of selling... Uh, give us a call because we definitely need some listings. We've got buyers like all the realtors have buyers like crazy looking for looking for property. So it's still a really good time to list. And people think because summer's done, they've missed the window. No. That's the absolute opposite. Fall is a fabulous time to list your house. Like we always say, there is no bad time to list your house. No. Uh, there's a benefit to every season, literally. In the winter, when people think it's the worst time, Listen, we're just as busy. Yes, it's a great time to list your house in the winter. There's there's even uh, less competition, so you know it sometimes nets you even more money. So there is no bad time to sell a house. No, 
There really is not. Okay, we're going to wrap up the show once we get back from break here. Uh, and again, uh, you know, Kathy Talbot, Sean uh, LeBlanc sitting in studio with me today. And uh, we'll be right back right after this on the Dan Jemis Real Estate Show. You've been listening to the Dan Jemis Real Estate Show, an advertising feature on AM800. If you thought about selling or buying a home in the future, the Dan Jemis Real Estate team would love to help. Visit the team's website at danjemis.com or call the office seven days a week, 519-566-5565.